0: Welcome to Spot Growth, the podcast dedicated to pediatric speech, physical, and occupational therapists. We explore strategies, insight, and success stories to help you elevate your practice. Join us as we spot growth together. Hey, welcome to the Spot Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Marshall with Extra Mile Billing, and today we're discussing the right office location for you. You may already run a successful office location, but maybe your lease is expiring soon. Or you could be starting out and you need to know some of the right questions to ask. Either way, I think this episode is for you. So make sure to grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and enjoy the conversation. Our guest today is Ross Kirschman. Ross is the managing partner of ECP Partners, which is a Florida based commercial real estate development firm, specializes in daily needs retail and retail healthcare development, and I've asked him to join us today for some special insights into the world of real estate. Welcome, Ross. Hey, good to be here, Aaron. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I guess, to first off, could you just tell us a little bit about your background experience and maybe the difference between uh, retail office space, which is what you work in, and regular office space in real estate?
1: Sure, I'd be happy to. So I've been in commercial real estate over 15 years. Um, started in... Um, the leasing side of, of the shopping center business. So I worked for a large publicly traded shopping center owner that owned probably 500 shopping centers around the country. And I handled a portfolio of about 20 assets um, in South Florida, um, leasing those shopping centers. And so the majority of the shopping centers that I leased for, and this is probably six, seven years of my career, um, had Publix as the anchor tenant. So for those of you outside of Florida, Publix is the dominant grocery store in Florida um, so it might be like in other markets like a Safeway or Wegmans or Kroger or, you know, Whole Foods or, or whatever is in different markets. But in, in Florida, it's Publix. And so um, Publix was our what's called our anchor tenant, which was the the dominant tenant in the shopping center. And then um, I was leasing out the spaces around Publix. So that could be to, to restaurants. Um, that could be to nail salons, hair salons, Chinese restaurants. It could be. It's um, a retail healthcare, you know, like a, like a dental office or um, a physical therapist or a chiropractor or you know, fill in the blank. But it's all the businesses that, that surround um, the grocery store. And, and so gotcha. to answer your question about differences in um, types of office. And so, you know, th- there's kind of classical office, which is where, you know, professional people go to co- conduct their business. And then there's medical office, which is you know a subset of office, which is more curtailed towards um, medical folks that are that are treating patients um, at their facilities. And then there's retail, which is different subsets of retail, but but retail is is a shopping center where people are going regularly to shop, and there can be medical components to the retail. And so today for the episode, my expertise is 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 in the retail portion of it, and I'll give you advice in terms of. What I recommend um, in terms of looking at retail locations um, for spot businesses—that
0: makes so much sense. And and I appreciate you specifying the difference there because, yeah, I mean, our clients have to make a decision. You know, am I going to go to a normal office location or maybe look at a retail space? So, um, with that in mind, what are some of the red flags that spot businesses need to be watchful for in their retail space contracts? Sure. So.
1: Number one, I would start with making sure retail location is a good fit um, for for your spot business. So that, that starts with who is my customer and what does my customer want. And and so um, in in a retail business, w- w- one of the reasons you would come into a retail shopping center is if you can benefit from the other retail businesses that are there. So for mm-hmm. example, um, if you have a grocery store in, in Florida, Publix brings an average of twenty thousand customers a week into the shopping center. So if you're located close to Publix, you know, and, and your customer is a Publix shopper, so picture there's twenty thousand people that are going near your business a week that see that hey, there's a physical therapy office right there. So you're kind of front of mind, like their mind is trained that they're seeing um, this physical therapy office, and so when they have a need, like they're gonna they're gonna think of you. Another benefit um, of being in retail for you could be, say for example, it's an hour appointment and you know, mom needs, has an appointment with you and she has kids or or say her kid, her kid has an appointment with you and she's busy. And she's like, how am I going to make it all work? She can go to the grocery store for an hour, do her shopping and then come pick up the kid when when the appointment's over. Um, so that's kind of, that's what's called cross shopping. So I would say it's important if you're going to go in a retail shopping center to make sure the benefits of having that location benefits your business, because if it doesn't, I would say office space and medical office, you can
0: Ten, generally
1: get more um, tenant-friendly terms. Gotcha.
0: And, that, and that's a big distinction there. So uh, tenant, more tenant-friendly terms maybe on the front side and, and during your stay. But like you said, I mean, it's such a huge benefit. You know, let's say a patient is showing up for, for three different sessions, you know, half hour to an hour. And the parent, you know, obviously they're bringing them there in the middle of the day or towards the end of the day. They might have other kids in tow with them. I mean, sitting in a waiting room for three hours, um, is just, I mean, it's just a recipe for cancellations mm-hmm. and, and which is one of the biggest plagues in our entire business and our entire industries is cancellations. Um, and I think that's medical wide, but specifically in spot businesses. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a very important distinction and something to be, uh, to be paying attention to. So what kind of terms and amenities should they be expecting in the retail space?
1: Sure. So just to kind of the basic lease terms and some things to watch out for. So the typical initial lease term is between three to 10 years. Um, Mm -hmm. Typically, it's either three, five, or 10. Um, A lot of landlords will give you what's called an option to extend your lease, which is valuable to the tenant. So you should always ask for an option. So typically, the option will mirror the initial lease term. So say you have a five-year initial lease. Typically, the landlord will give you one five-year option. Um, And What's, what's negotiable, the landlords always want to get as high a rent as possible and the tenants want to have you know as, as low a rent and as, as certainty of rent as possible. So some landlords will try to negotiate in the option period what's called um, a fair market rent, which means that rent's not defined, but it gets defined um, at the time you go to exercise your option. What the tenant mm-hmm. will want is is a defined rent. So you'll say, hey, my, my rent and my option period is 3% over my rent my previous year. Um, so that's something to look out for. Typically, um, landlords and retail ask for annual rent increases. So those, those can range. They used to be about 3% a year for mm-hmm. the smaller businesses because of inflation. The landlords have been pushing harder on that, you know, up to four or 5%. So that's, that can be, that can really add up. So something to really factor in and know on the front end. Um, another piece of the retail lease, it's what's called a triple net lease. So that means you have what's called a base rent. And then you have what's called uh, CAM, taxes and insurance. And so the way that works is that in order to run the shopping center, the, the landlord's spending money to, to run the shopping center. And, that, and, and that, that rolls up into this bucket called CAM, common area maintenance. It's, it's mm-hmm. the landscaping, the lighting, it's keeping the shopping center looking good. And what they do is they, they bill that back to their tenants. Um, so, in, in the form, and it's based on the percentage of your square footage versus the square footage of the entire shopping center. And so one thing to keep your eye out for and people that don't know what they're doing will agree to, to an uncapped CAM, which means Ooh. every year the CAM can go up an, an unlimited amount based, and based on what the costs are. So in right now with inflation, you know, that's definitely, that's happening. And so it's always important to, you know, to, to on the, on the front end, try to negotiate for caps in your, in your CAM. The other piece is real estate taxes, which. Unfortunately, you're not going to get a cap on that. I mean, that that's going to be is what it is. Um so you can you can look back at history of the real estate taxes for the shopping center to understand what the increases could be, but I don't see any landlords agreeing to caps on that. And the other the other piece is insurance, the insurance for the shopping center and again, on that one there's typically no caps on it. Um so something to know to know going in.
0: That yeah, makes sense. And I guess if, if it's a new owner for the shopping center and it's about to get reassessed in tax value, I mean, that could probably be something that factors into your decision. Just keeping an eye on that. Is this a new owner or is this an owner who's owned it for 20 years? Uh, 100%. And, and so
1: with that in mind, because of the, the, all these intricacies we're talking about, and we don't have time today to cover all the intricacies of it, I sure. highly recommend if you're serious about a location, finding a good local broker that understands retail because yeah. they'll they'll know all the points to look out for you versus trying to learn it all yourself it's it's really there's a lot to learn and yeah. i think it's just, it's really worth worth it to find you know someone that knows the good locations that has relationships with the good landlords and also knows what to negotiate on your behalf separate from that i also recommend when you go to lease finding a good local real estate attorney not just an attorney Mm -hmm. because i've seen a lot of a lot of local tenants make the mistake of having a friend that's an attorney Mm -hmm. but they're not really a real estate attorney and they try to play real estate attorney and it it really doesn't work out so well having a real estate attorney that specializes in real estate that knows the pitfalls and and is representing you and looking out for you that's really important
0: gotcha (laughs) so we have kind of covered some of this uh but there may be something else so in in maybe what are some of the things that will surprise a retail client in the second, third, fourth, beyond year of their contracts? What are what are they like? Oh, they always contact you and go, "Why did this happen?" Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we covered we covered cam increases. That that's a big yeah. one. Um, another one in a retail lease, typically the air conditioning is on the roof. It's called a rooftop air conditioning unit, and typically it's the responsibility of the tenant. And mm-hmm. so. A lot of times these units are old. They could have been there 10, 15 years. And so I've seen all, I've seen many times happen where year six months in, a year in, and the, the air conditioning goes bad. And the tenant calls the landlord, Hey, my, my AC is not working. My customers are hot. I need you to oh, fix yeah. it. And the landlord says, read your lease and it's going to, it says it's a tenant responsibility. And the tenant's like, well, that's going to be $10,000. I don't have $10,000 budgeted. And, you know, it's it's, all, it's a sad situation. So I, I always yeah. I always feel for that. Um, it's better to understand on the front end. And so the smarter tenants, what they negotiate is they, they say, hey, Mr. Landlord, I want you to tell me the condition of the unit. Or you or can yeah. get your own inspection done. Okay, it's a two-year-old unit. Okay, I can take that risk. I feel good about it. But if it's a yeah. 10 or 15-year-old unit, you, you may say, hey, that's, that's not fair. That can go bad. So what can be negotiated? You can say, you know, Mr. Landlord, I want you to replace the unit the first time it goes bad. And after that, then I'm on the hook for, for, for maintenance. Like that, you can negotiate that. You can negotiate an allowance upfront if it's an old unit. Like, like there, you can, there's all kinds of things to negotiate and a good broker will know those things, but that's a, something to keep in mind when you're going into a space.
0: Oh man, I think that's so critical. In fact, I have had that conversation with a client about their AC unit and, and it was just, I mean, it hit him out of nowhere so absolutely i think that's that that's great advice there um so anything you know anything coming up for ecp that we should know about any anything that's uh, uh that you want to let maybe our listeners or let the world know about
1: uh sh- sure i mean so so we're a uh, we're a development company that specializes in retail development and really our business model is to work with high growth regional and national retailers that are looking to expand in florida in a big way And we help them do that through development. So we're working with folks like Publix and Aldi and Wawa and Chipotle um, with their expansion plans. And um, so we're we're doing things all over Florida Um, in in terms of spot businesses. You know, what can help? I would say a Publix anchor shopping center is probably you know the best fit for. you know their businesses. The closest one we have to you know South Florida is in Brevard County, so you know an hour and a half away. So I don't know if you have any any, any clients up there or any listeners that are up in Brevard County, but we have a public that we're development <laughs> on up there, and that could be a fit to talk about.
0: Fantastic. Well, uh, thank you so much, Ross. I mean, this has been awesome. I learned <laughs> stuff today. I know our listeners going to learn stuff. Uh, and to our listeners, if you're searching for an honest commercial real estate partner who's focused on your needs please check out e-c-p-d-e-v, so eCPdev.com to learn more. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate it. Thanks, Aaron. It's been a pleasure. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us this week on the Spot Growth Podcast. If you enjoyed the discussion, please leave us a review. And if you have any ideas for topics that you'd like to learn more about, please send those to the podcast link at extramilebilling.com.